Welcome, everyone. Today with me, I have a, a phenomenal guest, Carrie Rosnow. Carrie is has a very interesting story, and I want to share it with you. She was once a, a very strong and blossoming CEO of a multi-million dollar agency, but her survival in the Boston Marathon bombing challenged her to identify her own limiting beliefs and search for her own voice and truth, successfully peeling away years of fear and self-imposed destructive identities. And because of that, Carrie now guides women leaders and action takers to overcome all obstacles and mental resistance by creating a truth-seeking mindset and an authentic awareness of their true desires. Welcome, Carrie. So awesome to have you on the show. Ah, so good to be here. Thank you so much for that great introduction. <laughs> you have a pretty amazing story. And I want to kind of build on it a little bit. Um, I know that you talk about limiting beliefs and um, truth-seeking mindset. Would you share what ha what have you seen to be or found to be the most common limiting beliefs that hold women back um, in general, in business, in life or whatever? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. There really are two common limiting beliefs that I see um, hold people back. And it's really limiting beliefs that they're either aware of or completely unaware of. And that is an understanding of their own self-worth and value and an ability to trust themselves. And so when I say these are things that are May, they may be aware of or not aware of at all. There's a tremendous amount of beliefs that we hold within our minds and within our subconscious minds that can kind of be hidden from us um, and not kind of at the forefront. And so while we may be navigating through life feeling, you know, I really, I trust myself, I trust my decisions, I know my value and I know what it is that I have to offer the world. You may consciously think that, but subconsciously, there's these underliers that continue to kind of tug and pull you back. And as I say, those at the end of the day are the two most common things that kind of um, through everybody in all of life as the things that hold them back. Um, got it. Got it. Um, and how have you been able to help others? Well, first of all, how did you kind of navigate through going through that process yourself? And then how did you help other, how do you help now other women and people um, in general, how do you help them get through that, go kind of get out of that limiting belief uh, mm -hmm. or beliefs um, and kind of, and what results do people get or what are the, what is the transformation? That's really what I'm looking for. Yeah, absolutely. So I began this, um, this piece of my journey in about 2013. I was in Boston when the, um, bombs went off at the marathon I had just completed and I was at the finish line when I, um, experienced that. And I walked away the next day, um, as a reporter was wanting to ask me questions. He had seen me on the street. I was wearing my jacket and he's tapping me on the shoulder and saying, you know, 
how was your experience? Can you tell me about this? And there was this small voice inside my head that said, it's not your story to tell. And I turned my back and I walked away. And that really became this opening um, for me as I began to understand the power of the mind as to the thing that we typically do in life. And that is discount ourselves, discount our experiences and kind of navigate away from them because uh, somebody had it worse or who am I to have this experience or isn't that the way it's just supposed to be? So I came uh, on the heels of that and navigated then through PTSD and a number of illnesses. Um, It wasn't until I was really able to understand again the power of the mind and the subconscious mind and really pull apart the layers of what I had picked up in uh, or throughout my life as expectations, um, identities, and obligations, really, that the culture or the people around me had placed on me, that became the life that I led, as opposed to the life that I truly wanted to lead. I just didn't know what that could potentially look like, because I didn't know who I was underneath all of that. So when I talk about this truth-seeking journey, it really is this... um, opening and awareness to be able to tap to the truest pieces of who we are, that true desire that sits within an understanding of who we are underneath all of that, release the, what I call the cultural claim, um, the expectations of other people in order to be able to navigate forward in the pursuit of the dreams that we really want to have. Um, And As I navigated that journey for myself, I was able to um, come up with uh, this, what I call a truth-seeking journey in order to help guide other people along the way to do uh, very much the same thing. I think that a lot of times we um, sit in life and we go through the day and we check all of the boxes and then at some point potentially kind of sit back and go, wow, is this... Like, this is it. This is what I signed up for. I thought I thought it was supposed to look different when I got to this point. Um, and then we begin to question things, except for there's a piece of us that doesn't feel like we really can question. Like, how, who am I to think I should have something different or more than what I currently do? Um, so it's this um, creating a truth-seeking mindset, creating gaps in our thoughts in order to be able to tap into the deepest desires of who we are, bring awareness to it, and get deeply curious about who we are, what those limiting beliefs are, and how to navigate to shift those in order to replace them with something that's positive and is now serving us better as we move forward. You know, the subconscious mind is an incredibly powerful machine. Um, They say we use about 5% of our brains. I think we've heard that statistic before. And really what we find is about 95% of it is run by the subconscious mind. So it's been scientifically proven that you hold about 60,000 thoughts in your brain on a daily basis, which is crazy to think about because we have an awareness of around 72 in an 18 hour period. Now, if we've got 60,000 thoughts happening in this subconscious mind, and again, scientifically proven that about 80% of them are negative, and 95% of them are the same thoughts you had yesterday, we go, oh my gosh, what is happening in that subconscious mind? What are the things that I'm not aware of that are navigating me out of habit on a daily basis? So the easiest way to give 
that explanation is generally like, okay, so imagine yourself getting up in the morning. And then I want you to walk through what you do every morning you get up. I almost guarantee you do the same thing every day out of habit. You don't even have to think about these things. And that's the power and the beauty of the subconscious mind. Um, except for it, a lot of maybe things that it's holding on to from the past, um, reference points from childhood, as far as, is it, um, safe to have money? Um, is it okay to be wealthy or do we, um, somewhere did somebody say wealthy people are greedy and did you pick that up as a belief? Um, and then that's something that'll hold you back today. Whereas a child, it was something that we kind of picked up because we're in hypnosis from two to seven. So it's this unlayering and rediscovering of who we are and why we are in the truth that we have in this moment to be able to shift it and create something new in order to create that path moving forward. That's that's very interesting. And um, yeah, I mean, we don't really think about how much we, how many things we don't really think about, but then at the same time, uh, we don't think about how many things we actually do think about. And <laughs> Um, and how many kind of layers of, of, of beliefs we accumulate over the years. It's, it's actually very eye opening for me. Um, I mean, I knew that we, you know, I know, and, and I guess I'm a representative of, of the majority of people. We, I mean, I know I'm aware of the fact that there are, we have beliefs that build kind of year after year, they, they layer, layer after layer kind of, but, um, how to actually undo all of that to really find your true passion, your true calling maybe, mm -hmm. um, is, is not that easy. No, <laughs> no, it can be, it, it can happen quickly. It doesn't have to take years of mantras or meditations or, um, positive affirmations in order to get to what it takes is it takes bravery, courage, and vulnerability to be able to sit in a moment that is clear of distraction, because that's what we do in order to keep ourselves from really truly understanding who we are, because sometimes understanding who we are can be very scary, but to sit within a moment, say it's three minutes in the morning where you sit and you really concentrate on your breath. The whole point of what we're trying to do in meditation from my perspective is really just to create a gap in thoughts because everybody is intuitive. Everybody has the ability and has all of the truth and knowing that they need within themselves. We just don't know how to access it. Well, if I have the ability in the morning to sit and for two minutes, three minutes, and just focus on my breath, I guarantee you, you will find even just snippets of moments where your mind calms and there's a gap, there's no thought. And I say, when you get into those moments, that's when you get curious and ask a question because now we've tapped into an energy that is greater than ourselves and is deep within ourselves. And we say, okay, so am I getting in my own way? Do I have something that's causing me to um, get angry in this moment? Any question that you may have around any circumstance in life, that's when you sit in this uh, moment of a gap and you bring a question in and you allow an awareness to come up. And when that awareness comes up, you honor it. You honor it. Um, it is exactly what you needed to hear in that moment. Just get curious about it. 
and ask more questions. And so that really is the beginning of kind of a truth seeking journey um, is in this um, opportunity that you have to sit in a moment of silence within yourself in order to understand what is happening and ask the deepest questions that you want in order to find the things that may be holding you back and find the things that are going to help propel you forward. That makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. And actually, as you were talking about how you honor your truth, um, I actually was going to ask you right before, like, how do you actually honor the truth that you've discovered? And like, mm-hmm. where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. So it's, the greatest gift that we can give ourselves is honoring ourselves every experience that we have ever had in our lifetimes without shame or guilt. And that is probably one of the most difficult things that we have the ability to do. Um, And that kind of stems back to that self-value, self-worth limitation that most people have within. Um, Honoring it means to look at it and to get curious about it without the negativity and like I say, the shame that could potentially sit there uh, without questioning. So if I were to sit down and I work with my clients in um, these realms of uh, business or activity or transitions that they're navigating in their life, and we might be talking about something that's happening in a current moment. And the question comes up, like this limiting belief of, um, you know, I, I don't know how to trust myself, then I'd say, okay, well, when did that start? Because it didn't start in this moment. And we want to go back to the very beginning of it. And a lot of times when we do that, the first thing that comes up, people will go, oh, I think I'm making this up. We discount ourselves in the moments that truth comes forward. Um, don't honor it. And I say, well, I don't care exactly how it showed up. We honor it and we ask questions around it because it's showing you in a way that you can understand or that is going to bring some clarity to you. Um, And that's how not only do we honor the past, we honor the presence, but we really begin to trust ourselves and trust that intuition that is showing itself to you, not in just these places of how do I overcome this, but what is the direction I need to go? Is this the right thing for me to do? Is this the right person for me to connect myself with? You have all of that knowing within, but when we don't trust ourselves in one area, we don't trust ourselves in all areas. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I could totally relate to that. Um, <laughs> for many years, uh, for many years, I thought that, um, intuition is not my thing. Like it doesn't, it never tells me anything good. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Um, but then I read a book called the gift of fear. And what I realized is that, um, I mean, I read, I read it for, for different purposes, but Mm -hmm. what I realized was that, um, our brain is wired to protect our protect us and it gives us all the signs we just have to trust them and not try to like explain them logically which is what i do all the time (laughs) um so like something oh okay i want to choose this because you know it doesn't make any sense but then this other thing does make sense so i choose the safer bet Mm -hmm. and this this way kind of limiting myself i mean i'm moving away from that but it totally makes sense it totally um you kind of painted a picture for me um of what I do and what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But when you work, when you work with your clients, um, mm-hmm. when do they usually like, what's their state of mind when they find you, when they look for you? 
generally it's a feeling of being stuck, um, being on a, on a hamster wheel. Like I feel like I'm making some progress forward, but something just feels like it's pulling back and I don't understand exactly what it is. Um, transitions. So I work with a lot of people who are navigating, maybe stepping into or questioning some form of transition in their life, whether it be transition in career, relationships, um, navigating children, leaving home, all of these substantial circumstances will bring forward a lot of stuff um, within us. And Anything that arises in any circumstance, I say, is just a indicator to you of something that needs to be healed um, from the past or addressed from the past. And once we can do that, it really helps to free up the energy so that you can um, and they can pursue their dreams in this um, accelerated manner. Uh, I mean, I've seen I worked with a woman last year who was uh, had been laid off from her job. And so we worked, she wanted to manifest a new career and a new position. And so she sat down and started writing out all of the things that she wanted. And we were clearing, you know, any limitations, things that could potentially be getting in the way. Like, I don't know if I'm, I can get that. I don't know if I'm worthy of it. Are you going to see, you know, my resume? And a lot of this is fear that was coming up. Well, she ended up getting the um, getting a new job. She manifested it beautifully. She got exactly what she wanted and she doubled her income. Nice. So those are the types of things that we have the ability to do simply by understanding, um, like I say, what's happening in the subconscious mind. And if you try to logically understand what's happening subconsciously, you will never figure it out because it doesn't, like you say, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for me <laughs> to look back I mean, I, and I always say as a 45 year old woman, I can look back at my childhood and go, well, logically I can see X, Y, Z, but when I'm five years old, I don't have that logical side of my mind. I just, because my brain doesn't process information at the same rate or in the same way that it does now. So I have to really honor a state that I was in at five years old, even in the person I am today. And I've got to step back and go, what was, what was I thinking in that moment? How did it feel to me in that moment? What did it look like then as opposed to, to, you know, look at it from today's standpoint? And that's, I think, where we miss a lot of beauty in the gifts that can be brought forward. See, everything that's happened to us is a gift. Every person that has come into our lives, relationship that we have, it's all a gift. And your subconscious mind has memory of all of it. It is simply there to protect you. It wants pleasure to avoid pain. That's its job. And it does a beautiful job at it, except for the thing at five years old that it thought it needed to avoid in order to protect you, served you at five, but doesn't serve you now. Right? So we go back and we look at what was it serving me and doing at five? And then we can tell the brain, you know what, we're done with that. We don't need that anymore. Let's put in something new that serves me now so that I have the ability to move forward everything's a gift. If we want to manifest all the beauty in our lives, we need to understand that we're manifesting everything in our lives. So every relationship, every job, every financial situation that we find ourselves in, we have created. And that is a hard pill for people to swallow. But if I understand that I created it, I know that I can shift and discreate what was there and recreate something new. 
It puts all of the power in my hands. I just need to understand why I may have created that. What lessons was I potentially learning so that I can show my subconscious mind, okay, I've got the lessons. I don't need to learn that any longer. So I can stop having that same type of relationship that I seem to get to over and over again. Or I can stop, you know, financially getting to a certain level and then falling backwards. And I continually only get to that certain level. I just can't seem to get beyond it. It's because there's something you're supposed to be learning. We find out what that is. We pull those lessons and all of a sudden your ability to bring in income just, um, you know, goes tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love it. I'm listening. Like you're talking about my life kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so absolutely. I, I mean, it, it's so easy to get into this trap of um, you know, I'm so ashamed of what I did, of how I behaved like in a certain situation and relive it over and over and over again. It's just, it's, and and it's just, it takes a little, a little courage, I would say to, to step out of that and say, well, listen, I did the best I could in with, you know, in the circumstances that were there and just sort of even forgive yourself uh, for that and move on. Well, and it's, you know, what's fascinating is as we do, we tend to look back at things and think, oh my gosh, I can't, what an idiot, right? How, yeah. <laughs> are you serious? That's, that's what you decided. And I go, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy for me to say now, but I have a different truth now than I had in that moment. I know differently than I knew then. And I experienced things that I didn't realize or understand I was going to experience by having made that decision. So I have to honor that decision and honor who I was in that moment and just go, okay, so why did I make that decision? And then yes, be able to forgive the person that you were in that moment and be able to, you know, really embrace that person so that, you know, we're not constantly struggling against the past. You know, the thing with the, you know, going back and looking at something over and over and over again, the key to that is if you go back and you look at a situation, because we all have stuff where it's like, oh, God, I don't want to do that again, right? I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I go, okay, well, so here's what we do. Let's go back and think about it. And let's look and um, look at one layer of it because everything's layered. It's like um, a wound that needs to heal, right? So we go in and we look at it and we're able to heal something up. If you heal something up, if you shift a perspective, I guarantee you're going to go back in next time and you're going to see something different. And then the next time you go in and see something different still. And every single time you do it, if you have the ability to create those gaps, to bring awareness to it and get super curious about it, the energy around it is going to shift and it's no longer going to hold power over you. You're not going to feel this emotional tug or this need to avoid or to numb yourself to it. And I would guarantee you will get to a place of compassion and love and to be able to look back on it and go, wow, look at that. Can you believe that that's, I went through that and what a, like, what a great thing. I can really see that as a great thing. And then it kind of shifts the whole, you know, the whole paradigm of how you look at these situations. It does take bravery, like you said. It takes that bravery and courage to go, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this and I'm going to see what comes up so that I can continue to move past it. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean that's it's very powerful. I um I think that uh, and if, and what I'm what I'm hearing from you is what you're helping people do. I mean, kind of um, not specifically, but more as a as as a, an overall transformation is really get to know themselves. Yes. In order in order to unleash their dreams, in order to to be able to understand what it is that I really really want. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say that is probably the biggest differentiator between the work that I do and potentially, you know, any uh, some other coaches or executive coaches, things like that. And the reason I say that is as a business owner, I mean, I had hired multiple people to kind of help me navigate my day to day and to get from where I was into that next level. And what I found was that they always saw the action of me, but they never saw me in the action. And that's the thing that is so desperately missing um, from the ability, you know, to truly get all of the things we are looking to create and manifest in our lives. And so I kind of, while we navigate the action of, right, we understand the goals, we understand what it is that we're manifesting and creating and going after, I really hone in on and teach them to understand them with in it so that everything else just becomes that much easier. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Love it a lot. <laughs> there, um, I think there's a, there's an old expression, fairly old, um, and that I really like. And I think that it applies to what you do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing others is wisdom. Knowing yourself is enlightenment. I love that. I love that. There's also, there's one that follows and I just don't have it right in front of me, but it's, you know, at one point, um, I was, I was, uh, smart and wanted to change the world and now I'm wise and know I need to change myself. So yeah, right along those similar lines, it's, it's so powerful and important. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, good. All right, Gary, thanks so much for, for your wisdom. Um, and I wanted to kind of, to wrap things up, I wanted to ask you if someone was, listening to this episode and they mm-hmm. were thinking, they were recognizing themselves and what you were saying. Um, they were limiting themselves and they were mm-hmm. stuck feeling stuck. What would be the one thing that you can recommend them to start with to do today or for the next week or for the next month or whatever it is, one thing that could help them be on their way to their own transformation and finding their own truth. Mm. So I go back to this presencing and this creating gaps in thoughts as I, um, it was the first thing that really came to me as I was going through my own journey. And when I say presencing and creating gaps in thoughts, it's really as simple as, um, yes, meditating, however, um, sitting down for, it could be 90 seconds and simply focusing on your breath. So closing your eyes, sitting down, um, you know, and really as you are taking a deep breath in and then releasing that breath, you focus your mind on the breath. So it's as though you follow it in and then you follow it out and you do that three breaths, five breaths, you do it for 90 seconds and you will find that your entire body shifts and that you come into a present state. And that will take you out of any of the uh, mind chatter, um, anything that could be going on that maybe is causing some kind of um, angst or anxiety 
or inability to make a decision. So if you can get yourself in that present state and you're confused or trying to understand what it is that you need to do next and you ask that question and allow the first thing to pop up, you'll have your answer. And so by doing that and bringing yourself into this present state, you will really start to tap into your intuition. And then we layer on the um, steps of bringing an awareness to what is coming up and getting deeply curious about who you are. Uh, got it. Awesome. So, um, terrific. Thanks so much, um, Carrie, for agreeing to appear on my show. Um, I found it phenomenal. I totally saw myself as you were talking. <laughs> um, so much so that sometimes I even like let my brain take me somewhere else, um, based on what you were saying. Um, amazing. Thanks so much. Um, and um, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom. And if people want to kind of connect with you and learn more about what you do, um, how do they find you? Yeah, so I am uh, found, it's at Curie Rosno on all social media. Um, my website is uh, www.kiriorosno.com. And then um, I do have a challenge to truth seeking coming up at the end of September that will open up here. And it just kind of bring those um, first layers of how to dive deep in order to understand the intuition and bring things forward. So a lot of different places you can find me and some exciting things coming up. Terrific. All right, Carrie, thank you so much. And, um, and, um, um, everything will be posted in the show notes so people can find you and all of your information. So um, just uh, can't thank you enough. Thanks again. Oh, thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Same here. <laughs>